0: What was the most important story of 2019 is currently getting buried. The coronavirus is the perfect way to move global consciousness away from Jeffrey Epstein. Ghislaine Maxwell and Jean-Luc Brunel are currently literally in hiding to not be prosecuted as co-conspirators. They trafficked more than 1,000 women to Epstein, many of which were under the age of 18, some as young as 12
1: this apartment block he just had women on tap he had girls on tap he had girls on tap jeffrey told me that he has slept with over a thousand of jean Brunel's models slash victims and you believe that i do
0: virginia roberts Jufre was trafficked to british royalty prince andrew three times starting when she was 17 years old Andrew claims to have no recollection of meeting Virginia and says that this photograph could be doctored. A polite British way of saying fake news. Because I
1: I have no recollection of that photograph ever being taken. Nobody can prove uh, whether or not um, that that photograph has been doctored, but I don't recollect that photograph ever being taken. So as you know, Prince Andrew denies the allegations against him and he says that this photo is a fake, that he was never there and that is not his arm and they're not his fingers. Those are his fingers, that is Andrew. This photo has been verified as an original and it's been since given to the FBI and they've never contested that it's a fake and I know it's real and he needs to stop with all of these lame excuses. We're sick of hearing it. This is a real photo and that was the first time you met him? And that's the very first time I met him. And that's right before I was abused by
0: him. Epstein's properties were wired with hidden pinhole cameras. The Department of Justice found compact discs locked in his New York mansion safe with handwritten labels, Young Name plus Name. Having this level of blackmail material makes Epstein an obvious target. Was Epstein a construct of intelligence communities collecting kompromat, compromising material, for geopolitical strategic advantage? If so, of course he couldn't live. State-sponsored manipulation of the elites at this scale would be unprecedented. For almost 30 years, he stayed under the radar of the general public. Only in the last year, we tripped over what seems to be one of the most important clandestine stories of the last three decades. Now we are being treated like little fucking kids that know the mainstream media narrative is bullshit. Generation Alpha will call us insane for not revolting against this caliber of cruelty and manipulation. Throughout the documentary, we will leverage three critical visual designs as foundational pillars. 1. The Timeline 2. The Decision Tree 3. The Questions Let's begin keeping a tab on our most important questions. 1. How do we inspire tech and military intervention in capturing Ghislaine Maxwell and Jean-Luc Brunel? 2. How do we catalyze Prince Andrew and the royal family to come clean about their involvement? 3. How do we activate the use of information found on the compact discs? 4. Was Epstein a construct of intelligence communities for geopolitical strategic advantage? Here are five four-word phrases that will help us understand why this happened. Take my private jet. Come to my island. Stay at my mansion. I have young women. write a check. Ethics seem to fly out the window when money, luxury, sex, and power are offered to humans. Epstein targeted the most primordial instincts of the global elite. He got more people to think with their dicks than with their hearts. He was an ego masseuse through pedophilic honeypotting. Imagine Epstein bouncing a very attractive 22-year-old woman on his knee to taunt powerful elites like a sapiosexual Hugh Hefner. Finding no signs of childhood trauma, what were the main reasons for Epstein's actions? A swift climb up the Bear Stearns hierarchy to become a limited partner after just four years in 1980. Advising the bank's wealthiest clients on tax mitigation strategies. Violating Regulation D of the SEC. Joining Tower Financial Corporation, which imploded as one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in American history, losing investors over $800 million in today's money. By 1991, Leslie Wexner, chairman and CEO of L Brands, with flagship companies Victoria's Secret, Abercrombie & Fitch, Express, Bath & Body Works, granted Epstein full power of attorney over his affairs. Maria Farmer has filed a sworn affidavit in federal court in New York, alleging Leslie Wexner sexually assaulted her in the summer of 1996. Epstein attended Victoria's Secret fashion shows, hosted the models at his New York City home, and helped aspiring models get work with the company. He became fluent in offshore tax havens, reducing federal income taxes by 90% while being a part of the US banking system. This cocktail of hunger for sex and greed seems to be a perfect foundation for what transpired. Epstein was apparently moving money in the tens of millions in the early 2000s and began funding heterodox science, research, and education through his foundation. But where are Epstein's financial and trading records? His SEC filings? His taxes? What's the source of his wealth? In 2005, evidence of pedophilia came to the surface, which quickly avalanched into 50 plus women with basically the same story against one guy. Anybody would be fucked for life if this happened to them, but not Epstein. With a quick visit to our timeline, we see that in 1953, Epstein was born. Then in 1980, he became an LP at Bear Stearns. In 1991, Leslie Wexner granted him full power of attorney over his affairs. Also in 91, Robert Maxwell died with his stolen $570 million fortune in pension funds. In 95, Ghislaine Maxwell became Epstein's best friend and began creating playbooks for procuring girls. In 2001, Virginia Roberts Jouffre was trafficked to Prince Andrew. From 2002 to 2004, Epstein was moving tens of millions of dollars. He began funding heterodox science, and this even includes the former Israeli Prime Minister, Ehud Barak. And in 2005, evidence finally arose of pedophilia, and that very quickly snowballed into 50-plus women. His lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, who Virginia says she was trafficked to at least six times, the earliest when she was 16, helped negotiate the deal of a lifetime for Epstein he ended up only pleading guilty to a state charge of procuring for prostitution a girl below age 18. How did our justice system produce such a careless result which essentially shut down an ongoing FBI probe into whether there were more victims and other powerful people who took part in Epstein's sex crimes? Alexander Acosta, then the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida, said he offered a lenient plea deal because he was told that Epstein belonged to intelligence, was above his pay grade, and to leave it alone. To give you an idea of what our justice system is supposed to do, After more than 100 women made public allegations against Harvey Weinstein, on February 24, 2020, he was found guilty and sentenced to 23 years in prison. Guess what? Alan Dershowitz was on his legal team. Dude, why do you represent people like this? Why does Harvard even continue their relationship with you? Listen to these quotes from Dershowitz. The defendant wants to hide the truth because he's generally guilty. The defense attorney's job is to make sure the jury does not arrive at that truth. Here's another one. Judges are the weakest link in our system of justice. This guy is old code that is about to be archived. Let's add four more questions to our list. 5. How do we find and interview Leslie Wexner? 6. Where are Epstein's financial and trading records? His SEC filings? His taxes? What's the source of his wealth? 7. Who told Alexander Acosta to leave Epstein alone and why? 8. Why is Alan Dershowitz continuously defending sexual abusers? Meanwhile, Ghislaine Maxwell has darkness in her family lineage. Her father, Robert Maxwell, stole about $570 million in pension funds, affecting 32,000 people. He died in 1991 on his yacht, ruled a suicide, Ghislaine thinks it was a murder. She moved to NYC, became a socialite, met Epstein around 1990, and began playing a central role in both his public and private life with many nicknames, main Girlfriend, Lady of the House, Aggressive Assistant. Epstein referred to Ghislaine as My Best Friend. She was friends with Prince Andrew and introduced him to Epstein in 1999, they often socialized together. She created a playbook for procuring girls, targeting young financially desperate women and helping them advance their careers. It was organized like a pyramid scheme. One girl, Courtney Wilde, brought Epstein 50 to 70 new girls, some of which were 14, 15, 16 years of age.
1: Yeah, definitely targeted You know, children like myself that were vulnerable to him and his money, and um, we felt like we were being helped and saved by him when ultimately he was just preying on
0: us. Determining criminal liability becomes tricky when the victims also become perpetrators. There were also several women furthering Epstein's work, acting as personal assistants for up to 20 years, keeping names, calling girls, arranging travel, lodging, and encounters. The amount of global elite intertwined with Epstein is very large. Many were just friends before the surfacing of pedophilia, others were business acquaintances, Some of which kept engaging with him after his first jail sentence and sex offender registry. Like Prince Andrew coming to visit Epstein in 2010 after his sentence with this notorious photo walking together in Central Park. Also this notorious video of him looking out the New York mansion door after escorting a woman out. Lastly were those that participated in the sex trafficking. Many world leaders, organizations, Hollywood celebrities, entrepreneurs, and even scientists got lured in.
1: I was trafficked to other billionaires.
0: I was trafficked to
1: um, politicians, uh, professors, even royalty. It was, it was the elite of the world, it was the people who run the world, it was the most powerful people in the world. This is New York, this is Palm Beach, this is California, this is Paris, this is London, this is wherever Epstein was touching down. He needed to have girls on constant call. Girls ranged in all different ages. I mean, there were girls as young as 12. You have no doubt he was having sex with a 12-year-old. I was told by him that he was having sex with three 12-year-olds sent by Jean-Luc Brunel and Jeffrey laughed about it. He laughed. He thought it was funny. What do you think when you see that photo? I mean, they're just two of a like mind, you know. They both love having sex with young women. They both think that they can get away with everything, um, that they're above society and, you know, for a long time, Jeffrey was. He proved it, didn't he?
0: Virginia Roberts Giuffre said she couldn't comprehend how in the highest levels of the government powerful people were allowing this to happen. Not just allowing, but participating in it. I want to remind you that in October and November of 2016 when Wikileaks published John Podesta's emails, some people alleged that they contained code words for pedophilia and human trafficking. In 2015, ABC News flew Virginia Roberts Giuffre to New York City for a long interview with Amy Roebuck, who was caught on a hot mic incident thanks to Project Veritas, where I've she had claimed story for
1: three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. It was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. There will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And I had it all three years ago. So do I think he was killed? A hundred percent. Yes, I do. Because he made his whole living blackmailing people. There were a lot of men in those planes, a lot of men who visited that island. Ghislaine Maxwell, she knows everything. She knows, she knows, she should, she should be careful. Well, she was his, like, she went out and recruited all of these girls. She should watch her back.
0: The palace threatened us a million different ways is a very important segment. The UK is bullying the First Amendment of the USA. The palace is using power to manipulate the non-dissemination of incriminating evidence against Prince Andrew from one of our longest-running mainstream news networks, ABC. Was Prince Andrew's name on any of Epstein's compact discs? Given the USA-UK geopolitical alliance, which since World War II has been called the Special Relationship, and the cornerstone of the modern democratic world order, would our Department of Justice go as far as to incriminate Prince Andrew by sharing video evidence affirming that he lied during his interview, or would the DOJ burn that shit the second they found it? A lot of complicated geopolitics rest on the best friends USA-UK relationship. Since it works in the palace's favor to refuse allegations from afar, why would Andrew give the interview where even a child can see something's fishy? Time to add five more questions to our list. Eight, are Robert Maxwell's $570 million stolen fortune and the $577 million fortune of Epstein one and the same? Number 9. How do we find and interview Epstein's personal assistance? Number 10. What relationship, if any, do John Podesta's emails have with Epstein's sex trafficking? 11. What insight does the royal family threatening ABC News to not air the story provide? 12. Is the USA-UK geopolitical relationship the reason for apathy in investigation? I would also like to remind you of the 2019 college admissions bribery scandal where 33 parents paid more than $25 million to Rick Singer to falsify disability reports, have other people pose as students to take the tests, get athletic coaches to lie, photoshop kids into athlete pictures, the worst scandal involving elite universities in the history of the United States. Families can make donations of $10 million to inspire admissions to take a second look at their children. Money, once again, taking a shit on ethics.
1: It is a zero sum tournament. It's not a positive sum education. It's not about
0: education. It's a Studio 54 nightclub you're running. There have been myriad lawsuits against Epstein and Maxwell, many of which were surprisingly just settled for undisclosed sums outside of court. After accusations became public, several people and institutions returned donations that they had received from Epstein. Harvard University announced it would not return any money, again showing how elite universities are stepping into fuck you power. Harvard's endowment is over 40 billion US dollars, which is more than the GDP of each of the bottom 100 countries on Earth. Plus, we still don't have a clear answer on US elite universities accepting foreign bribes and if intelligence agencies are exposing this vulnerability to spy. Why was Epstein even funding heterodox science? This may be one of the most important points of this entire documentary that Eric Weinstein has been adamant about drilling into our consciousness. The USA is slowly forgetting about the group of scientists that literally birthed the economy that we are all flourishing in today. Theoretical physicists, whose discoveries have given us semiconductors, which are the basis of all modern electronics communications including telecom, the internet, GPS, electromagnetism including the spectrum, nuclear power, weapons, molecular biology which unlocked the code of life, and all the macro-micro-optical imaging equipment, the medical of which saves your family's lives. Now, if the theoretical physicists who birthed almost the entire modern day industrialized world sound like a group of people you're interested in keeping around, Jeffrey Epstein was interested in them too. As Eric puts it, a Ferrari that we left with the top down with STEAL ME written on it in different languages epstein found this niche and other intelligence communities from around the world will find it too if we don't pay the top members of the scientific community who literally created our economy it's a question of national interest two words theoretical physics three more questions to add Thirteen, what were the terms of each of the Epstein-Maxwell out-of-court settlements? Fourteen, why is Harvard University not returning the Epstein money? Fifteen, was Epstein exposing the weakness of our theoretical physics community being poorly funded and ready to be stolen? Alright, back we come to the timeline as you remember after the evidence of pedophilia surfaced in 2005 and snowballed into 50 plus women in 2008 when alan dershowitz negotiated the deal of a lifetime when alexander acosta is told to leave it alone and how epstein served just 13 months From 2010 to 2019, there have been this myriad of lawsuits against Epstein and Maxwell being settled for undisclosed sums outside of court. In 2010, Prince Andrew visited Epstein in New York City after Epstein had served a sentence and had all of the pedophilia records exposing him. In 2015, Virginia Roberts Giuffre exposes Jean-Luc Brunel's MC2 modeling agency as sex traffickers to Jeffrey Epstein. Also in 2015, ABC News interviews Virginia and The Royal Family Threatens ABC. In 2016, WikiLeaks publishes John Podesta's emails allegedly containing pedophilia code words. All right, on to our next section.
1: Sir, we take every inmate's life very seriously in the Bureau of Prisons. Uh, A high profile inmate is no more important or significant in terms of our operations than just the average inmate that comes our way.
0: We should be treating people who are yet to testify against
1: other felons, against other rapists. They have a lot more priority for your institution, don't they? But you and I both know they can make this a top priority and get it done more quickly than they normally would.
0: Attorney General William Barr described Epstein's death as a perfect storm of screw-ups. After being found unconscious, six days later taken off suicide watch, signing his last will the day before, two cameras malfunctioning, two guards falling asleep at their desks, the most prolific pedophile on trial in the United States manages to get away without justice. Nicholas Tartaglione was Epstein's cellmate who was threatened by jail guards to stop talking after describing Epstein's death and conditions to the media it goes without a doubt that Nicholas should be extensively interviewed and so should the three executors listed on Epstein's last will, Darren K. Indyk, Richard D. Kahn, and Boris Nikolic. Where is Epstein's trust agreement document that was not attached to the will? The footage from the July 23rd incident of Epstein being found unconscious was claimed in January 2020 to be permanently deleted due to a clerical error. Epstein was reportedly depositing funds into prisoners' accounts to gain favors and buy protection. Epstein's left and right thyroid cartilage was fractured and his hyoid bone was broken, which is said to be more indicative of strangulation than suicide. The blood on Epstein's neck was absent on the bedsheets. The front and back lesions on his neck are more evident of a wire-slash-cord from his CPAP machine than a strip of bedsheet. Guards say they cut him down. But from what? The top bunk? Could someone actually hang themselves this way? The two guards are Tova Noel and Michael Thomas, who need to tell us the exact body position when they first encountered him. The noose looks like it's still hemmed. What tool did they use to cut the noose? They took his body out of the cell against protocol. It was a crime scene. If this wasn't a suicide, who, how, and why did someone sneak in for this homicide? What time did Epstein's camera start malfunctioning? Even if the cameras malfunctioned in front of his cell, how about other footage from inside the cell block area to see if anyone else potentially entered? It is said he was buried on September 5th, 2019, in Palm Beach next to his parents in an unmarked grave to prevent vandalism. I'm curious which medications exist that can send him into a coma for a month and then for him to be dug out of his grave and resuscitated. How did Tova Noel and Michael Thomas, who failed to do their 30-minute checks on Epstein, each finance their $100,000 bail? I'd place mandatory lifelong financial oversights on their accounts and warden Lamin Nidaye, medical examiner Barbara Sampson, and their families to make sure they don't get heavily compensated in the next decades for this. They must all be extensively investigated. We know one thing for sure, a lot of powerful people are trying to get out of this situation without punishment. Alright, 16 more questions. We're gonna break it up into two 8 question chunks. Question 16. How do we find an interview who took Epstein off suicide watch? 17. How do we find and interview Nicholas Tartaglione? 18. How do we find and interview the three executors listed on Epstein's last will Darren K. Indike, Richard D. Kahn, and Boris Nikolic? 19. Who is responsible for the permanent deletion of the footage from the July 23rd incident of Epstein being found unconscious? 20. How do we find and interview the prisoners whose accounts Epstein was depositing funds onto to gain favors and buy protection? 21. Why was the blood on Epstein's neck absent from the bedsheets? 22. Why are the front and back lesions on Epstein's neck more evident of a wire slash cord strangulation from a CPAP machine than a noose of bedsheet? 23. How could someone actually hang themselves from the top of a bunk bed? All right, the second set of eight questions. 24. What body position did Tova Noel and Michael Thomas find Epstein's body in? 25. What tool did they use to cut the noose, and where did they cut it? 26. Why was Epstein's body transported out of the crime scene against protocol? 27. Where is the footage from the other cameras in the cell block that could show us if anyone else potentially entered Epstein's cell? What time did Epstein's camera start malfunctioning? 28. Where is the non-location disclosing footage of Epstein being transported and buried in Palm Beach? 29. What medications could Epstein have taken to comatize himself and get resuscitated? 30. How did Tova Noel and Michael Thomas each finance their $100,000 bail? 31, are there lifelong financial oversights on guards Tova Noel and Michael Thomas, warden Lamin Nidaye, medical examiner Barbara Sampson, and their families? They must all be extensively investigated. All right, now we're gonna do the final part of the timeline, explore the decision tree, And end with many more questions and critical topics okay as you remember we left off in 2016 where WikiLeaks publishes John Podesta's emails allegedly containing pedophilia code words now we come up to July 6 2019 when Jeffrey Epstein is arrested on sex trafficking charges Then we move to July 23rd of 2019, where an Epstein is found unconscious in his cell. This is the footage that was deleted due to clerical error. Then we move to July 29th, 2019, when Epstein is taken off suicide watch. Who is responsible for that decision? Then we move to August 8th, 2019, when Epstein signs his last will and testament literally a day and a half before his death. On August 9, 2019, Epstein's cellmate is transferred out and no replacement cellmate is brought in. On August 10, 2019, Two cameras malfunction, two guards fall asleep, and Epstein is found dead in his cell at 6.30 a.m. From August through October 2019, the medical examiner says it's a suicide, Michael Baden says it's a homicide, and Epstein is buried in Palm Beach. Onto November 2019, when Project Veritas releases the ABC News Hot Mic, Prince Andrew gives the BBC interview, and Michael Thomas and Tova Noel are each released on a $100,000 bail. And on to 2020, where Ghislaine Maxwell and Jean-Luc Burnell are still in hiding. We have now experienced the coronavirus pandemic and there are few efforts by intelligence and journalism communities to get to the truth. Onto the decision tree. I would like to start by saying that this is a decision tree of what I think are the most likely outcomes, obviously there are options i have not calculated and feel free to contribute the links to the timeline the decision tree and the questions will all be in the bio below this is a collective effort let's do this all right on the trunk of the decision tree it splits bifurcates into two sections dead and alive we're gonna go ahead and start on the alive side, which is the side that I think is much less likely. As we move up the alive side, our next bifurcation gives us two options. Either he has escaped the jail, and those are fake photos of his dead body, or he medicated himself into a coma, And those are fake hanging lesions. Now, as we go up that part of the tree, there's another bifurcation. And that leads us to either he wasn't even buried or he was buried, then he was dug up. And that would mean that he would be resuscitated and that he would be alive. This would be a very elaborate theory that would require a lot of hard work and physiological know how and feels to be much less possible. All right, and let's go to the other branch of the decision tree from the trunk, it is the dead side and the dead side leads us to the first bifurcation of whether it is suicide or homicide now let's go up the suicide portion and we get to a what i think is a trifurcation where on the leftmost branch here You can see that it's hanging by the CPAP electrical cord from the bunk. The center branch is that he over medicated and that those are fake hanging lesions. And the right branch is that he hung himself by the bed sheets by a noose from the bunk and backpedaling down to the homicide branch. This is where I think things get very interesting. So the first bifurcation on the homicide branch is that it was either someone from inside the jail or someone from outside the jail. And as you go up the branch from outside the jail, either a assassin was let in on one branch or an assassin snuck in on the other branch and both of those options lead us to the most likely which is strangulation obviously there are again other options but that i think are less likely now on the someone from inside the jail committed the homicide branch we see that it's either a jail inmate or a jail employee and both jail inmate or jail employee would also lead us to strangulation now i'm going to share with you my theory after doing this investigative documentary about where i feel the percentages stack in the decision tree All right, so let's start with what I think is most likely, which is I think that Jeffrey Epstein is dead and I think that it's a homicide. And then I think that it was someone inside the jail, a large-scale, clandestine, coordinated effort to kill him given the amount of information that he knew. And I think that the likelihood is highest that it was part of the jail staff, the jail employees, and that it was uh, death by strangulation. And those neck lesions especially make it pretty evident to me from what I can tell that it is by an electrical cord likely from the CPAP machine. And I assign currently, given the date of publication of this investigative documentary, that the probability of this branch of the decision tree is approximately 60%. Now, if we backpedal a bit, I do think that it's possible that they still had this big homicide plan, but rather than it being a jail employee, it could have been a jail inmate that's also in on it, or I think it's also possible, maybe a little bit less likely, that somebody came in from outside the jail letting in this assassin, and the assassin did this, and that where is, again, any of the camera footage That we've been asking for from all the other cameras inside of the jail that are not the two that they claim malfunctioned all right and the second uh, highest probability which I'm ascribing approximately 25% to is the suicide branch and the suicide branch has a 20% probability that it's a hanging by the CPAP electrical cord from the bunk And again, that's because of the neck lesions. I think it's much more likely that than it is a hanging by bedsheets, a bedsheet noose from the bunk. I ascribe about 5% to that. And then on the alive branch, I ascribe approximately 3% to him putting himself into a coma and then uh, being dug up or not even buried and resuscitated so a total that is visible right now is 98% and the last 2% are divided among other options and unknowns and again the links are in the bio below feel free to contribute everyone Well, this Epstein case is probably the most blatant example of a public murder of of a crucial witness I've ever seen in my entire life or anybody's ever seen. This is one of those things that's so obvious. It's so in everyone's face.
1: Where was Ghislaine Maxwell's passport last seen? Why are we not talking to Les Wexner? Where are the trading records? What is the source of the fortune? It seems to me very clear that we have a missing fortune of Robert Maxwell and an unexplained fortune of Jeffrey Epstein. Are those the same fortune? Who's asking these questions? Did everybody go to sleep when they taught journalism in school? I just don't understand.
0: I've never experienced so much of society in disapproval of a mainstream narrative as we see with Jeffrey Epstein. The last time something with such disapproval happened was September 11, 2001, which approaching 20 years later has been conveniently swept under the carpet and sealed. Another example is the 2008 subprime mortgage crisis. Or would we know anything about global surveillance programs if not for Edward Snowden? And don't forget the only reason we ever learned about Pro was because of a citizens commission that smelled something fishy about our own FBI killing citizens that were challenging the status quo, so they broke into an FBI building, stole over 1,000 classified documents and published them through news outlets. Do you see the extent to which we as the general public have to fight to get to the truth? I'm 27 years old now, wise enough to investigate this pattern of black swan events and red pill myself and society into preventing the Epstein debacle from going through the same process. We need to address these questions and get to the bottom of the truth to make this stick as a collective learning lesson second church and pike committees to investigate abuses of what our founding fathers laid out as the unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We strive for the USA to lead the world in heterodox thinking, not to quell our brightest minds deviating from mainstream narratives. The global elite outside the in-group are calling it out as it is. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad said, "يعني uh, الملياردير the جيفري إبستين is منذ أسابيع، وقالوا بأنه انتحر في السجن. وهو قُتل لأنه يحمل أسرار هامة جدا تتعلق that the في thing أو في النظام الأمريكي والبريطاني وربما في دول." It's important to hear the opinions of Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, Tim Cook, Jeff Bezos and pretty much the elite of every country and corporation on earth about their thoughts on the death of Jeffrey Epstein. Remember that on December 13, 2003, Operation Red Dawn found Saddam Hussein in a fucking spider hole in Iraq. That's how bad we wanted him. Also remember how swiftly SEAL Team 6 took out Osama Bin Laden on May 2, 2011 in Pakistan. We create titles like The World's Most Wanted Terrorist. We should create the title The World's Most Wanted Sex Traffickers and give equal resources to the capture of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jean-Luc Brunel. Imagine how swiftly the Epstein case would get to the truth and show the world true punishment and justice when you put 1000 plus young women's lives into trauma. We need larger incentives for information for their capture in the millions of dollars. Imagine if we lost Maxwell or Brunel to suicide or homicide. The Epstein case would become closer to being swept under the carpet and sealed, just like the powerful elite want, and just like what we experienced with 9/11. Maxwell and Brunell have become reasonable targets for search warrants based on probable cause in a high crime like underage sex trafficking. I think Apple and Google should work with the United States government to deliver justice to the victims and prevent further perpetrators by providing phone, text, email, GPS records of Epstein, Maxwell, Brunel, etc. If our major tech companies are not going to provide this data during what will be known as the most prolific pedophilia and sex trafficking this country has ever known, then what do they truly ethically stand for? Big tech in just 20 years has become so intimately intertwined with society that it has become a gateway for foreign influence in not only political elections, but also our everyday consciousness, leading to things like military advantage, The ability to steer billions of eyeballs is unprecedented scale that can also be used positively to galvanize people into justice for these biggest crimes, preventing further traumatic global catastrophes. Imagine greater transparency, where we'd be able to get the video camera footage from Tramp Nightclub in London where Virginia says she danced with Andrew, or have safeguards preventing the corruption of the footage from the cameras in the jail where high criminals like Epstein were housed. Alright 8 more questions to add. Number 32. What similarities does the Epstein Black Swan event have with the COINTELPRO, 911, subprime mortgage crisis, global surveillance, and the 2016 US political election. 33. How do we inspire a second Church and Pike committee? 34. Who is behind the idea suppression complex preventing heterodox thinking from emerging in the United States? 35. Who else in the global elite outside the in-group can provide valuable insight into Epstein. Where is commentary from national presidents and corporate CEOs on Epstein? 36. Why is the global journalism community failing to gain even the smallest breadcrumb commentary on the Epstein story? Is this being killed at the editorial or higher level? 37. Why have we not deemed Maxwell and Brunel the world's most wanted sex traffickers and taken them into custody as quickly as Saddam and Bin Laden? 38. Why haven't Apple and Google vocalized their compliance in providing records of Epstein, Maxwell, and Brunel? 39. How can we gather other insightful data points like credit card companies providing records of Epstein, Maxwell and Brunel's transaction history, or video camera footage from places like the Tramp nightclub in London? One heretic opinion I'd like to offer is, I myself have prostituted my body for money and power to higher status men and women. Of course I'm a man doing this, not a woman, creating different dynamics, but I would encourage the women who gained affluence in the hierarchy and are interested in telling a heterodox story about how they were able to accelerate their careers through Epstein, Maxwell, and the global elite to speak as well. This is not just a one-sided story about victims. When you are flown around on private jets, stay at mansions, islands, and spend time around people worth billions of dollars, this is a double-edged sword. Any smart person will tell you to not only get behind the eyes of the Jews in the concentration camps during World War II, but also behind the eyes of the Nazi prison camp guards who thought they were doing the right thing get behind the eyes of the orchestrator of it all, Hitler. The deepest empathy is the ability to get behind each of those complex perspectives and realize how it could have easily been you. In fact, it was us. The same goes for all perspectives in the Epstein case. Either you see this as a large collective learning lesson for us to integrate, heal, evolve, and become wiser, or you think of yourself as better than all of those involved and let your ego run rampant to just bite you in the ass later. The more ethically trained you are, and the more we tighten up our social fabric to prevent our most vulnerable from being exploited, the less money, luxury, sex, and power will be able to bypass our moral gatekeepers. Follow the money trail. Don't get tunnel vision. This is a big puzzle, with as much clout as 9-11. If you want to red-pill yourself closer to the truthful workings of the global elite and their power above the law, then keep the Epstein case at the top of your consciousness. Fight for the military to capture, incarcerate, and give Maxwell and Brunel a fair court trial. Fight for British royalty to stop being above the law and come clean about Prince Andrew's involvement. Fight for the 1000 plus women who are telling their side of the story when it normally gets buried by power and money. Fight to end underage sex trafficking worldwide. Fight to evolve our consciousness past such primordial lapses in our ethics. Most importantly, fight for the underdogs fight for the most vulnerable because if we don't step up now this is only the beginning of getting thrown around by plutocrats in the ai age eight more questions to add number 40. how do we encourage the often quelled heretic opinions of women who greatly advanced their careers through the epstein-maxwell-brunel networks to speak 41. How do we inspire the empathic practice of getting behind all perspectives in the Epstein case? 42. How do we improve our awareness of money, luxury, sex, and power, influencing our ethics? 43. How do we integrate, heal, evolve, and become wiser from this as a collective learning lesson? 44. Could this be further practice grounds for the global elite to test how dominating and manipulative they can be to the masses until our tipping point of revolution? Circling us back all the way to the beginning, number 45. Could the coronavirus be a weapon to move society's consciousness away from Jeffrey Epstein? 46. How deep is the Epstein pedophilia and sex trafficking network that we tripped over? What is the likelihood this was not destroyed at the root level but will spring up again in our weak points? 47. Where will the approximately $577 million of Epstein's fortune go after creditors are paid? I'm going to end this by telling you something that I hope shakes you alive even more than this documentary did. If you've made it this far, you know as Eric Weinstein has said, we tripped over an enormous structure. The black swan of Epstein is as large as COINTELPRO, 9-11, the subprime mortgage crisis, global surveillance, In the 2016 US political election. Imagine massive, dark, octopus tentacles permeating geopolitics tied up in institutions, natural resources, and the global elite. We are the light. We give a fuck about sense-making. We care for our most vulnerable and want to architect a just social fabric for all to unleash their gifts. We are archiving the old code and ushering in the next evolution of consciousness. We have the internet and massive creative potentials on our side. Build, ideas and making. Engineers, artists, scientists, business people, spiritual leaders get creating There is no better time than now.